So that expression that we just uh, talked about, the Damascus Road experience, um, it's, it's used, uh, still used today. It's a contemporary English idiom meaning a dramatic, life-changing encounter. I don't know whether it's in, is it in any other languages? Is it in French? Have you heard that expression in French? Yeah? Does it mean something similar? A dramatic, life-changing, religious experience? Excellent. Okay, so it's, it's not just English, it's a universal expression. And so we have Saul, the extremist, the man who's determined to wipe out the Christians, uh, who has a face-to-face -face encounter with Jesus. Uh, and he becomes, from being Paul the extremist, he becomes Paul the evangelist, the man who preached the good news of Jesus. It's an extraordinary story, uh, an extraordinary conversion story. A story of a complete about turn, a U-turn, if you like. And what I want to do this morning is to apply this story of Saul and Ananias to our lives. Now, very few people may have a Damascus Road experience as dramatic as this, but I believe the Holy Spirit can speak to each one of us, and we can each have a meeting with Jesus. So, I've got... Three headings. The first one is this, direction of travel. We, we sometimes use that expression to refer to the, the direction we're going in spiritually. What is your direction of travel? The likelihood is that it's towards God, especially if you've come to church today, that your direction of travel is is Godwards rather than in any other direction. It's pretty obvious where Saul was heading. His story is so important that it's told three times in the Bible, once by Luke and twice by Paul himself. And we learn that Saul is breathing out murderous threats, that he's gained authorization from the high priest to track down Christians uh, as far away as Damascus and to bring them back in chains to Jerusalem. And that, in his own words, he did all that was possible to oppose the name of Jesus of Nazareth. Saul was determined to root out and destroy all followers of Jesus. And, as he discovered, he was thereby persecuting Jesus himself. He was on a road to destruction. He was on a road to death. That was Saul's direction of travel. And this turning point on the Damascus Road, this U-turn, put him on the road to life. What about Ananias? Well, he's a follower of Jesus. And his name means the Lord shows grace. His direction of travel was the very opposite to that of Saul. And so here's my question. Which direction are you travelling in? What is your direction of travel? It's not enough to say, well, I am not conducting a terror campaign against Christians, like Saul was. Jesus says this, hard-hitting words, 
He who is not for me is against me. He who is not with me is against me, and he who does not gather with me scatters. So ask yourself, what is my direction of travel? Heading number two, from religion to relationship. Paul was stopped in his tracks. He was arrested by Jesus. And the radical transformation in Saul's life came as he encountered the risen Lord Jesus on the Damascus Road. And this marked the start of a life-changing relationship with Christ. His conversion experience could be summed up with the headline, From Religion to Relationship. What happened? Well, Saul acknowledged Jesus as Lord. He confessed his sin, he surrendered his life to Christ, and he resolved to obey Jesus. Then he was filled with the Holy Spirit, he was baptised in water, and his personal encounter with Jesus changed his life completely. A true meeting with the living Lord Jesus will totally transform our lives. It totally transformed mine. It's changed the lives of many people here. I believe it changed Chris Sparks' life completely. Her meeting with Jesus it was a total transformation. We may not have such a spectacular Damascus Road experience. We may not be blinded by the light as Saul was, but it's essential that our meeting with Jesus moves us from darkness to light into his kingdom of light. Many of the songs that we've been singing this morning have been talking about the kingdom of light as opposed to the dominion of darkness. Our meeting with Jesus will move us from darkness into light. Can you say, I have met Jesus, I have a new life, I have a new relationship with Christ. We're going to give a little bit of an opportunity later on to have one or two uh, stories, faith stories, stories of how lives have been transformed by the presence and power of Jesus, by an encounter with Jesus. And so if you've got a story, we'd love to hear it a little bit later. You might be wanting to think about that. So we've talked about direction of travel, we've talked about from religion to relationship, and then thirdly, hearing and responding. Do you remember last week's story, the story of Samuel? Samuel who said, speak Lord, I'm listening. Look at this story and we see both Saul and Ananias hearing the voice of Jesus and responding. They didn't just hear the voice of Jesus and said, mm, well, okay, very interesting, uh, I must think about that. They responded straight away. What does Paul say, Saul? He says, who are you, Lord? As he falls to the ground. And what shall I do, Lord? As he gets to his feet, blinded by the brilliance of this encounter. Ananias' story, of hearing and obeying is a remarkable one. Ananias 
hears the Lord telling him to go and minister healing to the man whom all Christians feared. Saul was the number one enemy agent. He was the one everyone feared. For Christians, Saul of Tarsus was the one person you would not want to meet. And so Ananias at first says, surely not, Lord. Come on, uh, that's impossible. But the Lord says, go. I've chosen this man to be my number one gospel agent. From enemy agent to gospel agent. And so Ananias goes to a specific house on Straight Street. He addresses Saul as Brother Saul thus welcoming him into the family. And he prays for Saul in the name of Jesus. What a key role Ananias plays in his conversion. And Paul was later to, to describe how he'd heard Jesus speaking to him. The Lord said to him, I'm sending you to the Jews and the Gentiles to open their eyes and turn them from darkness to light from the power of Satan to God, so that they may receive forgiveness of sins. What an assignment, one to which Paul was uncompromisingly faithful, hearing and responding. You may have heard this gospel message, uh, this message of salvation many times, or perhaps, perhaps it's the very first time that you've really heard it. Will you now respond? That's a challenge, I believe, for some people here today. Paul writes to the Corinthian church, now is the day of salvation. Now is the time of God's favour. Now is the day of salvation. And for all of us, what is the Lord saying to you and me? What is he asking you to do? What's he asking of me? How will we respond? The rest of his life, Paul was wholeheartedly committed to Jesus Christ. And towards the end of his life, he was able to say, I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. And my prayer is that we will all be able to get to the end of our lives, knowing that we each fought the good fight with all our strength, that we finished the work that the Lord called us to, and that we kept the faith without compromise. We're going to pray together. And as we pray together, I believe that the Lord wants to speak to each one of us personally. Remember those, those three headings, direction of travel, which direction are you heading? I believe the Lord says to us this morning, choose life. Choose life in all its fullness. My offer to you today is my promise of eternal life. Choose life. Religion or relationship? Have you had a personal encounter with Jesus? Father God, I pray that each one of us will have a personal meeting with Jesus 
and meeting with Jesus that transforms our life. And hearing and responding. This is about saying yes to Jesus. Father, I pray that each one of us here today will say yes to Jesus.